This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO, or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only two-time PWG Battle of Los Angeles champion, King Ricochet, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling, with your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 200! My name is Nick Howell. And wanting to tell Shayna Baszler that that is not the way to get your daily allotment of lucky charms. <laughs> I am Sir Ian Dangerous. <laughs> and welcome to episode 200. My God. We made it to 200, Nick. What? 200. And and what's crazy to think is that's just 200 of the main show here. We've also had bonus episodes and mailbag episodes. So we've, we've already passed doing 200 episodes. This is just number 200 of the main show. That's insane. I, I counted. I counted. It's two hundred and forty-eight. But I, I'm, oh, I'm not oh saying. I'm just god. saying. It's it, you know. But Jesus. number two hundred. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. So we made it, and I. This is the time, for for me and for you, I think as well, to say, congratulations to the real people who made this possible, and that's all of you guys listening to us out there. Thank you and congratulations for joining us on this crazy adventure and journey that we've been on with this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's really funny to go back and listen to our early, like, like, you know, double digit episodes, uh, like down around like, you yeah. know, 10 or 20 and how far the show has come. It's yeah. pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy how, how different it is now. Uh, and not in, ter- in terms of location, in terms of pacing and style, in terms of right. Like how we, how we write the show. It's, it's insane. So, yeah. Yeah, what a crazy trip it has been so far, and we promise it's just getting started. And really, Nick, um, you just pointed out to me all of the. There's been a, there was a few comments in our our busted wide open Facebook discussion group. Um, mm. Jesus Christ, my heart is full right now. I was in the middle uh, of doing customer presentations for my day job today when I started seeing those comments, and I was just like, oh, Yeah, the clips. Talk amongst yeah. yourselves. Um, amazing. Like, uh, truly, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be part of this community that has sprung up around this. And you guys are absolutely amazing. I love I love the love and the positivity that, that exists in there. And that's pretty much how I believe, you know, this community should be. Like, the community in general should be. Not no sniping yeah. about, like, who likes what product and what was good this week and what was awful. But it should just be about, like, let's enjoy what's been good 
and figure out how the stuff that's that's not as good could be improved. So, right. again, like thank you guys for joining us on this. Um, and if you are new here, if this is this is your first time listening to our show, or if you just started picking up and listening to our show. Uh, Nick, tell them all about where they can join us up and welcome and thank you for joining us. And yeah, we're going to keep growing and getting bigger and better. So Nick, where can, they, where, can they, where can they find us? The hub of everything uh, is you can find all the links to all of our stuff wherever audio podcasts are found. But BWOPodcast.com is our site with all of our links to all the Facebook and the Discord and the YouTube and the Patreons and all of that stuff. It's pretty much at BWOPodcast everywhere. Uh, but the big places you need to be in is Facebook. Uh, just search for Busted Wide Open, like our page, and send us a join request to get into the discussion of the group with the rest of the phenomenal ones. And you'll find links in there to Discord all kinds of good stuff, fun news stories, civil discussions around the, the, the art and the form of professional wrestling, uh, as well as getting into the Discord for live chats all throughout the week for every show that's out there. And that's kind of the hidden secret of, of this community is that we've got a Discord now where all the live chats happen all throughout the week. We've been doing our best to grow that. It's been growing a lot. So, Oh, my God. The, I still, I'm still remembering how fun the Rumble was in that chat. That was oh, a blast. Oh, the, the GIF <laughs> spam is so good. And it's GIF, <laughs> not GIF. You heard it here. It's GIF. Stop it's it. not. Uh, anyway, at uh, BWO Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, streaming live right here on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, even when Nick is in London. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do it oh, by man. god we're gonna do a show uh even if i'm all the way around on the other side of the planet we're gonna dude do i'm a gonna show. be in, i'm gonna be in ireland during double or nothing it's gonna be a madhouse oh, so god. uh we're gonna have to figure something out because i've got a trip to berlin yep. coming up sometime in march and then what is what's wrong with us i, I don't know what's wrong with us? we love wrestling you, you know it is what it is um, and thankfully, and last but certainly not least, thank you to all of our patrons. You guys have made this possible. Uh, I have a very special surprise for you guys that I'll be posting later tonight on Patreon uh, and in our, our Discord patrons chat. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So you guys huh. can, uh, I just, I have a special note that I wanted to share with you guys that I might have typed up over the weekend. So anyway, I oh. uh, just wanted to share something with you guys specifically, and thank you guys for all your support. If you'd like to get in on some of those exclusive rewards, uh, it is patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of those awesome reward tiers. You can get access to the show notes of every episode, ability to ask listener questions for our patron mailbag episode that we also do on Saturdays after we're done with the main show. You can find all of those episodes right here on the YouTube channel or that we put them up uh, with our audio podcasts as well. Those of you that like them, thank you for sending in all your questions, uh, patrons. Uh, and last but certainly not la least, Ian, uh, we have what? to give a special... Someone requested something special today. Oh, yeah? Uh, Edward. I forget his last name. Edward. Uh, yes, Edward. Listener Edward Kirkland. That's Edward. right, yes. Oh. It's, not only is it our 200th episode... Hang on. It's Ed's, I gotta, let me Ed, find my cane. Oh, oh sorry, oh, yes. He's, it's, uh, it's Lordy, Ed Edward's 40. Oh, <laughs> God. 40 years old today. Oh, he's an old man now. Sorry, man. Your childhood oh. is gone. Hope you're going to you, start you getting a well belly. Lasted. Your teeth are going to fall out. Your oh, knees aren't going to work the same anymore. Like, <laughs> it's all downhill from here, brother. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were congratulating him, not giving him a horror story here. <laughs> oh, Billy. <laughs> you're 40 I now. always like to know how. I'm, like, if I, if I could know how and when I was going to die, I would love to know that. So I'm just okay. Saying, that, I'm that not talking from? about Edward. I'm not talking about Edward dying. What the hell? Happy Happy 40th birthday, Edward. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little morbid there for a second. 
A little bit. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. <sighs> We're trying to say happy birthday to the man. The poor guy's turning <gasps> 40. It only happens once. It's a big one. Time to go get a Porsche. And- you need one of those canes with a little honker on it so people can hear you coming. So you get oh out of the way. You people have to, can hear you like, walking down the all, street, Nick. It's also a requirement Fraser. that you forget how to use your turn signals and never stay in your lane when you're driving. Is this um, what happened when you turned 40? These are all the things that you did. You got your little honky cane and well, your I turn mean, signals. I mean, I, I drove a Beamer, so I didn't have my turn signals uh, anyway. They, uh, don't even, uh, they don't even install them on BMWs anymore. Oh, oh so, I'm sorry. You're Beamer, <laughs> Nick. Oh, I, I'm sorry. That was a weird flex. But that, that was not, I wasn't trying to do that. I was just trying to make a turn uh, signal no, joke no, about no, BMW no, drivers. I don't have it anymore, okay? I got oh, rid no, of it. No, 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 no. Now I drive a Lexus. <laughs> yes, I'm... <laughs> Daddy got himself a Jaguar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, lost. Happy birthday, Edward. Right. Happy freaking birthday. You asked and, for and it. Happy 200th anniversary to our 200th show to us. And thank you all for joining God. us. And by God, Nick, let's get into the show. There's stuff to talk about. We got to talk about wrestling. Yes. Come on. Oh, well, before we talk about wrestling, though, we've okay. got to start with the big news. WrestleMania is coming to L.A.? <laughs> yeah, Nick. That oh is the God. big news. It was announced this week that WrestleMania 2021 will be coming to Los Angeles, sunny Southern California, right down the street from where I live at the new uh, SoFi Stadium down in Inglewood. I love that they're hop, not even done jump. with that thing yet. And they've already, they got the Olympics booked there. They got two pro Super football Bowl. teams there. They got the Super Bowl. And now yep. we've got WrestleMania. And it's not even done yet. And what's interesting is initially WWE wanted it to be in 2022 and they wanted to come in uh, in late March, early April, basically after the Super Bowl. And the reason was WWE wanted to break the attendance record of the Super Bowl and have that be a little feather in their cap. And so if I was like, nah, you guys are going to be our essentially our tryout for the Olympics and the Super Bowl. Like, so they, they did the SoFi Stadium did a flex on WWE All right. and was like, you guys are coming in 2021. So just bring it, just bring it. So yeah, already that's a, that's a very big deal. Uh, SoFi Stadium is supposed to, uh, it's supposed to open this summer and be ready for the next football season, allegedly, but we know how these things go. We've mm-hmm. already had people literally die building the damn thing. Um, but, and this weekend, Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch were down here in LA uh, to celebrate the fact that they that they made this announcement, they were they had their picture taken in the half completed stadium. Uh, so yeah, it went uh, Triple H and Stephanie too. So uh, yeah, it's official. It will be, and not only that, it's going to be SmackDown. Uh, the so let's see, I'm trying to remember what's where. Friday night SmackDown uh, at Staples. Friday night SmackDown at Staples. Saturday NXT Takeover is going to be not Staples. It's somewhere else. Damn I don't it. know. Lost my note on it. Uh, but uh, while I find that, yeah, you also have uh, Raw at Staples then on Monday, uh, and the Hall of Fame ceremony is going to be at the uh, convention center. Right. So that means, Nick, is in addition to all of this, all of that crazy indie wrestling is coming to L.A. too, hypothetically. Uh, so it's going to be an absolute madhouse here. They just probably won't be at the Reseda American Legion. <laughs> I guess you never know. You never know. Oh, my God, Abraham Castillo with the $20 in the tip jar. Oh, my God. Dude, thank you. Holy thank you, smokes. Oh, wow. That's Ooh, awesome. Sorry that caught thank me off you, guard. I reacted there. <laughs> I'm a little wound up today, guys. It's 200 episodes. You had uh, so is so who's Roman going to beat at that WrestleMania? <laughs> it's the well, question. 
That is the question, and Roman actually tweeted about that because guess who he's pitching now to be his opponent at that WrestleMania? Uh, Seth Rollins. His cousin, The Rock. <laughs> what? Yeah. Huh. So, so that is the uh, so far that is the pitch is uh, Rock versus Roman WrestleMania 2021. And I gotta say, if you're gonna have Roman versus someone at WrestleMania, you have my attention. I mean, that's one way to put him over is just have Rock lay down for him. I, he, I don't. He, is Rock gonna lay down for Roman? That might be the big problem with this: is who's laying right. down in that match? <laughs> who's? Come on! Uh, like, is it gonna be feasible that that I guess? Yeah, he's beaten Brock Lesnar, so I guess it's feasible that he could beat somebody that's as as jacked as as the Rock is now. I don't know. I think I think Rock is one person he'd let uh, pin him. He doesn't yeah. mind looking at lights for Rock. Uh, I, I did just confirm NXT Takeover will be at Staples Center as well. So a lot of a lot of stuff happening at Staples. Yeah, and down, Raw probably down will be there. the following night as well too. Yes, all three are at, are yeah. at Staples. So anyway, if you are on the West Coast, near the West Coast, or like to come to the West Coast, then get prepared. Tickets are probably going to be released in the fall when they usually get released and. Uh, yeah, it's gonna. I mean, we've seen it already happening for Tampa with more and more stuff, like crazy big stuff getting announced. Uh, it's gonna be like that next year, just for right here mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. That is the big news, Nick. Move. All right. Well, thank you, Zarian Davis. Now let's get into some graps, and we'll head over and we'll kick things off with Monday Night Raw. Oh. You know, you know, Nick. It's it's funny. I actually was just thinking about something else about about LA. The last time WrestleMania was here, I believe was back in 2005 and they called it wrestling or like wrestling or WWE goes Hollywood. And they had a whole bunch of trailers of like the wrestlers pretending that they were in movies. How cool would it to be for them, for them? If you haven't seen that, I'll post it in the group, but how cool would it be for them to do that again? They had like the undertaker's dirty Harry and that kind of thing. Like that, there's a lot they could do with this. That would be really, really fun. I don't know so, with as snarky as the crowd is nowadays. He'd probably be like, oh, that's stupid. Uh, oh, God. Well, they made him into movie stars. Uh. I think it would be funny as hell, and especially like with Miz. They could definitely do some real real ones. Or they could do a really fun Twilight spoof with Shayna Baszler. Because this week, by God, we had Shayna Baszler showed up on Raw. I've been telling you all since last week she was coming out on Raw. And you know what? She came out on Raw. Mm. My, yeah, my take on this is first. that Vince did this just to poke us. Because we all speculated and kind of, I don't want to say new, but we guessed that Shayna Baszler should have, we all think that she should have won the Royal Rumble. And then they give it to us a couple of weeks later and go, see, man, I'm I don't still see not it mad that at way. it. I, I think that, I, I actually, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think they wanted to give Charlotte a reason to, to go for the NXT title as opposed to one of the main titles. Uh, as opposed to, it, it would have felt like a step down. If Charlotte had lost the Rumble and then just gotten into a feud with Rhea Ripley, it would have felt like a lessening of Charlotte somehow. Whereas if she's the Royal Rumble winner and then she decides to go for the NXT title, it makes the NXT title look bigger. It keeps Charlotte looking big. Um, so I think that that was actually the right choice. Yeah. And also to have Shayna come out the way that she did here, I thought was also very effective. And that was Shayna looked like an absolute monster during the Rumble. She's also uh, you know, won the women's triple threat at Survivor Series. And then after Becky had another spectacular match with Asuka on this show, beat her clean as a whistle with what looked like a rock bottom, Nick. And I'm wondering if that's her new finishing move. Because if so, interesting choice. 
But uh, yes, another great match, great match between Asuka and Becky. Might be their second best match they've ever had, I think, behind the, the first Rumble match. It was really but good. Kyrie did well outside, too. Yeah, Kyrie, with her little dance. Kyrie's priceless. Yeah. Like, we don't deserve her. She's amazing. But, uh, yeah, Becky did win this one again. And uh, as she was celebrating afterwards, Shayna comes out of nowhere, hits her from behind, pulls out her mouth guard. Shayna pulls out her own mouth guard and then grabs the back of Becky's head and bites her neck until blood spurts out of Shayna's mouth. And she stood up with this blood pouring out of her mouth. And Becky's screaming about how this bitch bit me. And Shayna stalks off, like just looking, like just, just uh, blood all over her, which was freaking awesome. Uh, and we're left with Becky screaming about how Shayna's bitter. Uh, she is told she has to go to the hospital, shakes everybody off, and gets in the, throws the ambulance driver out of the ambulance, drives her own ass to the hospital. Stone Cold! Come- Stone Cold! <laughs> That's all I was doing bit. the whole time with Little JR. Bit, yeah. <laughs> and then she drives her ass back to the ring later in the show with a bandage on the back of her neck and apparently numbed up with some good drugs. Uh, her words, not mine. And then says, all right, Shayna, you got my attention, but you better find me before I find you. Mwah. Mwah. All Becky of this. 316 Mwah. is back, y'all. I'm just saying. My, well, and so, Nick, here's, here's a couple of things I've got to ask you first. And then okay. I've got a little something I've got to, I got to throw out there for all y'all who weren't paying attention here. Um, good. Let, let's put the Asuka match aside. It was great. I don't mind that Asuka lost because she's been put out there as being an opponent, the only person who could beat Becky. And Becky's the top of the top. So Asuka, I think, is still protected, even though she lost here. She's going to go off and be a tag champ. That's fine. Shayna Baszler finally debuts, and this is how she debuts. She comes out, beats down Becky, bites her, blood everywhere, and leaves. What do you think of that, of the debut of Shayna Baszler on the main roster and the setup for her feud with Becky going to WrestleMania? How was this for you? I'm not sure if uh, if the bite like I, I immediately thought of who else has done that in the past. We've seen Gangrel do that. We've seen Moxley do that to Juice Robinson in last year. You know, is that going to become her thing? Because I I don't know if I want that. I want it to be just more of a signal of how little, how few f's she gives, right. and uh, just what she's willing to do to make a just to make a statement. Right. I don't want it to be like a recurring signature thing that she does she 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 bites everybody that she faces you know like oscar misting right i don't want it to be shana's thing but for an impact holy shit dude <laughs> you've got my you first you had my curiosity now you have, now you my, have attention. my attention <laughs> it is a very impactful debut to have her do this yeah here's the thing that a lot of people i think missed and uh i only picked up after shana baszler tweeted this out do you remember Classy Freddie Blassie? Mm, not really. Remember, you remember him as probably as a manager more than as a wrestler, right? Yeah, the name's ringing a bell. I just don't remember anything significant uh, okay. about it. Here's what you have to remember about Classy Freddie Blassie is that back when he was a wrestler, he was one of the scariest guys to ever wrestle. He was you know, impeccably dressed and, and quaffed and everything, but at the same time, he would file down his teeth and bite his opponents. And he's, one of his things was gnawing on his opponent's foreheads during matches. One of his nicknames was the vampire. The very first thing that Jerry, that, that the King Lawler said when Shayna started chewing on Becky's head was like, she's like, some sort, she's like some sort of vampire, right? 
So he calls out the nickname for Freddie Blassie while she does this. She tweets out a picture of Freddie Blassie. Blassie actually had a classic bunch of matches in Japan, including against Ricky Dozen. And one of the things he used to say, say was that he had caused uh, 92 people to drop dead of heart attacks in Japanese audiences. And he said the only thing he regretted is he didn't make it to 100. He was one of the greatest heels of the time. Wow. And one of the things he did was bite people and draw blood with his teeth. This was a deliberate callback to one of the greatest heels of all time and one of the most hated men in history. Uh, you talk about Zabisco getting stabbed. Dude, Blassie had acid thrown at him. He had uh, uh, something hit him in the head and caused loss of vision in one eye. Like, the crowds were ready to murder this guy. Damn. Like, genuinely murder this guy. So he was one of the most hated heels ever. And Shayna is now following in his footsteps. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it is going to be her thing then. Is what you're what you're positing. I hope that it doesn't become a regular thing. I hope this was just a little nod and they call back to this. Um, you know, maybe have like one more bike along the road. But not like every not like Oscar's missed where it's all the time. Right. You know what I mean? But if you wanted to have it be a thing where every so often you know, now we she did such a great job of selling that like slow pull out of the of the mouth guard, right? And throwing it down. That every time she does that from now on, doesn't even matter if she locks in her teeth on Becky. But every time from now on, Shayna in the middle of a match, at the end of a match, whatever, or during a beatdown, pulls out that mouth guard, we're all gonna go, Oh God, she's gonna bite her again. Right? They've set it up now. I can just see the so, 28 months later poster with Shayna and her bloody face on it. <laughs> like rage virus, you know. 30, 30 days of night. <laughs> right. Just like blood, blood. Uh, I'm sorry, baby. It was a heavy flow. Uh, but no, this is, this is a, uh, I think, an angle they're taking with Shayna that on first look, you go, wow, that's really extreme and not like Shayna and bizarre. But if you look at it in the context of wrestling history, it's a fantastic call. Yeah, that is really good. It that really is, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, line drive I, in the chat said Heyman went deep in the smark well to put Shayna over with that one. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Call a spade a spade. That's yeah. You may, he may have gone deep, but it it worked. I thought um, it it was a lot of people. All people were talking about it was Shayna chomping on Becky, and yeah. you know every everything from like jokes being made about it to people thinking it was a terrible idea. Shayna wouldn't do that. Not my Shayna. Uh, she does it now. All right? Well, she, she, with, they, they might have also been listening to us and me complaining about, you know, uh, it, the, the Kira Fuda Clutch is getting a little boring, right? <laughs> yeah, great well job, Well done, Nick. guys. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Well, that not, you can't say it's boring anymore. Good nope. grief. Uh, so, but here's the question, though. And there, there's, two, there's two questions here, I guess, that I want to ask about that. Um, is so when they do the blood and they, and this might be nitpicking and 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 being I don't know a little petty, but Vince a couple of months back I think it was the last quarter call or maybe it was two quarters ago where he said that AEW was a blood and guts company and they did that that's what that's not what WWE is and here you have someone biting their someone else's neck until there's blood gushing everywhere. Uh, is this WWE being hypocritical? Is this them changing their philosophy? What do you think this was? Or just they don't care? Yeah, that's what I was just it's, Vince it's talking. The, the whims of a 73-year-old man on the day. 
He doesn't remember what he had for breakfast two weeks ago, much less what he said at a quarterly call three months, four months ago. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, and I, I feel like a lot of this is going to be Heyman influence on Raw as well. Not I'm not going to put it all on him. It's, this I feel like there's this feels like Heyman. Well, but nothing happens without Vince's approval. Uh, fair, so if fair. you know what I mean, like it does. But I, don't, feel, I don't credit Vince for coming up with this. Well, it feels definitely feels fresh. It doesn't feel yeah. like something that Vince would have come up with or that we would have normally seen. But definitely, you know, you know how it is with Vince. If he likes the idea, it's his idea. And here's the other thing: we're not blading anymore, and and that part I'm I'm very okay with. You know, Taker and Hogan and Stone Cold and everybody hitting the wrong vein and doing all. We're not blading anymore. We're using capsules. We're using gigs. We're using all kinds of stuff. Modern prop stuff. We're not having guys roll under the Undertaker roll into the ring and cut his forehead again. So right, we're not that, actually having Freddie Blassie genuinely bite open someone's forehead. That yes, that too. You know, um, so so I, I'm kind of okay with this. I don't think it's it's not apples and oranges for me, or apples to apples. It's it's different comparison uh, to what you used to have ten plus sure. years, fifteen years ago uh, with blading. So. Yeah. yeah, and and I I didn't have a problem with that on that on that metric at all either, and I definitely freaked out the kids. I've guaranteed kids are now terrified of Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah, what the hell's wrong with her? Um, I guess one last thing I wanted to point out is the first thing you said was Becky Lynch stealing the ambulance, Stone Cold, right? It seemed a little bit, I don't know. Maybe this is just my mind has has evolved since I've been watching wrestling. I'm curious if this is where everyone else is at, or if they just were cool with her just you know, stealing a damn ambulance and they're being and driving herself to the hospital and then driving herself back in the same yeah. ambulance. Yeah, somehow she was able to get away from the hospital in an ambulance with the sirens wailing again because she never cut yeah. them off when she came back. <laughs> I did anybody I just, else see that and go, this doesn't make any freaking sense? Or does everyone else like, I don't care. It's wrestling. It's cool. For some reason, I, I, I didn't realize how much I missed people going backstage and speeding <laughs> off in vehicles. And, you know, there's <laughs> something about that on its own that just made me go, Attitude Era, yes. Stone Cold! Right. And just, you know, him pulling his truck up next to Vince <laughs> or, you know, flipping We don't Vince's know where he got the beer truck from. He just pour, came up with a beer truck. Pouring cement into his Corvette. Right. There's something right. about vehicles backstage in the garage that just really tickles me that I, I just love. Uh, so she comes uh, back in the ambulance before she did the, the whole bit where she called Shayna out back in right. the ring at the end and just leaves the siren wailing. <laughs> because As you do. That was more of the Stone Cold, Stone Cold. That it, I, I was, brought your ambulance back. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> told you I'd return it. Just covered in blood. Oh, uh, this was fantastic. If you had told me a year ago, or if you, to, if you had told me at the beginning of October when we debuted SmackDown on Fox, Fox, primetime Friday nights, right. if you had told me that within three to six months we would be raving about how good Raw was and how terrible SmackDown had gotten, I'd have told you you were crazy. But here we are. It, Raw's fantastic. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm looking forward to Shayna versus Becky. I mean, she's going to uh, – Shayna here now is going to go from, uh, what is it, tap, nap, or snap to snap, crackle, and pop with, uh, with Becky Lynch. Sorry. I'm just – yeah. Uh, so now here's the other question is, is – well, I guess it's not even a question. I just want to end this on a statement, and that is like – at. at when she came back in the ambulance, and I'm like, that makes no sense. But it reminds me of Stone Cold. And I, and I thought about the whole thing. I'm like, okay, Becky just had a competitive match against Asuka, who is a credible opponent. They had a completely excellent technical match. 
uh, including a fantastic finishing sequence. Yeah. Followed up by a strong heel who was a massive champ on a different brand coming up and doing a, uh, like, what would you even call it? An injury angle or like a, a, a wounding angle um, where she, you know, she, she injures her, sends Becky to the hospital. Becky comes back and says, cool, you want to hurt me? I'm going to find you and mess you up. And I guess the only thing I want to say here, Nick, is looking at all of that on this one show, just from that one particular woman's feud, just that one, like let's not think about the other women's feuds in WWE right now, but just that one, how far we've come from, you're fat, I'm going to steal your boyfriend for our women's feuds. Now this is, like, it's, I remember maybe two years ago it was, Nick, we were saying we, when, when we were kind of kvetching about the overplaying of the word women's evolution and revolution, all that stuff, and saying like, don't just say it, give us feuds that could be easily a man's feud that uh, and historically you would have given to men and not the feuds where it's about who's prettier or I'm jealous of you or I'm being bitchy to you and you're being bitchy to me and we're going to go and like cat fight in the ring. Just give us a feud the way you like just you would have written it for the, the men yeah. and it just happens to be the women doing it. That's literally what this is. You know where I thought about this last night was Oscar gave Becky a superplex off the top rope. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Five years ago, if we had if we had seen that, we'd have lost our shit. It's a, it's. We, I we, still lost my shit. Let's be clear. That's what, <laughs> so what you're talking about? I had that exact same thought. It wasn't even about the angle that we're referring to here with Shayna. It was during the match, and I went, "Oh my god, how far we've come from Braun Panties pudding matches." It, you know, and. and there's some people that still rave that they want that thing back, but I'm like, look at what's on TV right now. What we're getting in WWE comparatively. Yeah. Look how and bad it is over on AEW. It just accents how good the women's wrestling division is in WWE right now. Well, on Raw, because again, on SmackDown, <laughs> we have Bailey and, and Carmella who are having a match. They're having their championship match this Friday. Yay. <laughs> So, and I, I do have the feeling like they'll, they'll turn it in the right direction over on AEW. And I still think that, in general, NXT is the best women's division, um, by far and away. Yeah, two years like, ago, we had, we had uh, Kendo there. stick on a pole match with Alexa and Bailey. Don't forget that. Oh, God. And, and, and Nia and Alexa, too. Oh, God, um, yeah. With, with you uh, know, Mickey James, yeah. Oh, yep. God, yeah, the Mickey James angle and uh, them came calling Dana Brooke Miss Piggy or whatever it was like I I know they had Piggy James a while back but they did the same they they did the same thing to Dana anyway it was just a whole bunch of crap and it's I I'm just happy to see this this is a fantastic feud if they're off to a great start um, as long as they keep Charlotte out of it and we have a straight out one on one we may get the feud that we wanted from Becky and Ronda last year it's just now it's Becky and Shayna so any chance Oscar gets stuff. inserted to this to be a triple threat or are we letting Shayna and Beckley, <laughs> Becky run all the way to Mania? please run them all the way to mania run them to mania. please do not yeah. spoil this too soon keep it in your pants we don't need this match at elimination chamber I we think the mania. only thing they, they could do that might help it run to mania is have Jessamine and Marina come up every once in a while and act as Shayna's goons which I'm not terribly excited about but it would extend the feud a little further uh, more Nick and then, coming through. And, and with a one-on-one a, a -on -one match at Mania. So what, what did you say? I said more Nick booking coming true, you could say. Uh, when was that your booking? I said Shayna came up with the horsewomen and they ended up taking the women's tag titles or something like that. I don't remember. I don't... <laughs> 
I don't, I, yeah, I didn't go that far back. Like you're retroactively critting Nick booking that came true. It, hey, it's WWE. <laughs> it's revisionist history. I'm, I'm rewriting okay. it as I guys a book. Uh, right? <laughs> that's how this works, right? No, Nick. That's not oh, how anything okay. works. Jeez, he's starting to sound like Seth Rollins, who also had a lot to do on this show. He actually uh, he opened up the show. Hey, I don't lie. Uh, you, no, no, never, Nick. No, never. You just do insane booking decisions. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins opens up the show with his boys, with Murphy now, not Buddy Murphy, but just Murphy and uh, AOP. I will henceforth and be known as How. How? Just How. Just How. Yep. Just How. We're yep. taking off the first and part of the last? Yeah. Okay. So we'll just call him Rawl from now on. So Rawl comes out to the ring and uh, says the same thing he's been saying. is like, hey, thanks all for giving me this Monday Night Messiah name. I love it. Uh, everyone should follow me. By the way, Kevin Owens sucks. Of course, Kevin Owens comes out to respond to this. And he says, actually, no, Seth, you suck. Uh, but you know what? You love to run your mouth. You know what I love to do? And that's fight. And Seth says, that's great. But you don't exactly have a lot of friends with you right now. And Kevin Owens goes, actually, I do. And out come the Viking Raider War Machine experience and flank him. And Seth goes, yeah, but they're not good at staying upright. Kevin Owens kind of pushes one of them, stays upright, pushes the other one, gives him like a little, little, Orange Cassidy chop. And uh, oh, it looks like they're upright to me. Let's rumble. And boom, they all come down and have a big old scrum. Samoa Joe in his new cornrows comes out of nowhere and tries to take out Seth. The scrum is all pulled apart. And we end up having a six on a three on three match. Sorry, four on four match to have to close out the show, the main event of the show. So uh, and that four on four match ends when Seth Rollins uh, ends up. Well, let's see what was it was first off. You had uh, Joe get Murphy in the clutch, and Murphy tagged out a bunch, but the ref wasn't watching. Seth sneaks in with the stomp, and Murphy pins him for the one, two, three. So sneak out another win. Um, should so again, we're back to where we were. We got full full teams on both sides. Joe is back; he's healthy again. Where are we going from here? Should should Rollins be winning every week? Because he's been sneaking out wins every week. He's been ahead of the faces every week. Is that how this should be going? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I can't have what I want, which is AOP versus War Machine. I yeah, they seem kind of like st- window dressing, don't they? Both of them seem like just kind of the extra meat yeah, there. I still this, think we're going to get that matchup by Mania. There's something in me that's telling me that that's going to be the raw tag match at Mania is those two. Well, there's a lot of dynamics going yeah. on here, isn't there? There's a, you, have, you have Rollins and Murphy as the tag champs. AOP, Viking Raiders are kind of like they're the goons. They're the extra muscle in these two groups. And then Owens and Joe, we never know when they're going to turn on each other. Uh, so there's a lot of little things you could do to like the different aspects of this, these groupings that you could put together, uh, whether it's tag teams or singles or triple threats or four on fours like this. Yeah. Um, so they have a lot to work with here. But will we stay entertained if they keep these four, uh, the four on four going here until Mania? Like, is I, that enough to keep going? The thing that I thought was interesting about this is I noticed Seth. This week, when they first came out at the top of the show, he sent down his his minions. He stayed at the top of the ramp for 10 yes. steps while they marched down. And the same exact thing happened when uh, Owens and War Machine came down the ramp. He sent AOP and Murphy after yes. them, and he stayed He's in the doing ring, which more- is when... Uh, Joe came in and attacked him from behind. And I, I like that dynamic of it where he's kind of generaling them and giving them orders uh, yeah, to, and to it's, go it's forth. Yeah, and it's coming out of a kind of a, a, a fun little 
I guess you would call it a, uh, a fortune of circumstance where, you know, he broke his pinky back in December. So he had to wear that glove it. for a while. Did he burn it uh, down? <laughs> he burn I think he broke it. I think he broke it okay. in a match. With, uh, so it's not just it. like a one Michael Jackson glove on one hand kind of thing. No, it's like it's like a support and splint. But it's <laughs> it was initially what it was. And then it just looked cool. And now they're calling him the black hand of Monday Night Raw. Oh. And he's like. He's sending his boys down with like he closes his fist and go get him. Kind of like how um, AOP used to be back in NXT. Remember that? Yep. Uh, so that's where that that's you know they get sent out with a fist. That sounded weird, but you know that's I, so I'm digging the fact that we're back to that. Let's go get him. Um, so I'm not mad at that. No, I'm liking all of this. Yeah, I, to to me, I think this something that they have to be careful that it doesn't get stale. They have to keep adding new elements to it because right now it's just Kevin Owens and Joe won't stop fighting and Seth is just an arrogant prick. All right, we need to get some more grist for the mill, but I understand this is Joe's first week back. We're going to reestablish, and next week we can go to another level. Let's see if we can make it two weeks without getting injured uh, before we start down a big (laughs) storyline. But I'm okay with this. Much like over on AEW with the Bucks and Hangman and the Elite, I let it let it slow burn. I'm okay yep. with this. You know, eight man tags to close out Raw in 20 minute matches. Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, Cody. We were, we were we were looking at it in the live chat, going, "There's 20 minutes left. What kind of shenaniganry is going to happen? There's too much time. Nothing. No. It was a beautiful eight man tag match for 20 straight minutes, and it was yeah. fantastic. Nonstop action. Oh. Just and Cody is interesting. Cody was uh, said in an interview this week on uh, Wrestling Observer that they've got the top talent planned out a minimum of six months in advance on AEW. And he's working with some of the guys who don't know how to create their own stories. Um, but that Hangman stuff is all his own. And it's his own weird sense of humor that's, that's driving most of it. Interesting. So this is, all, this is all, as far as Hangman's little arc here, this is all going according to plan. They're not like slow burning it or slow playing it because they don't know. No, they know. They've got their beats all laid out. So Beautiful. I'm curious to see how that different, but I'm curious to see how that different booking mentality works. You know, is WWE have they planned their beats out to WrestleMania? Probably because uh, AEW is saying that most of their top talent, they're you know, is booked out. Their uh, mid and lower tiers are only about a month out in terms of planning. So curious to see how that works yeah. out. Uh, speaking of planning for WrestleMania, the big Scottish, the big sexy Scott came to the ring. MVP had his VIP room segment back what so maybe yeah maybe I MVP. He was done. Did, you, did you watch this show no he's not done he's done wrestling but he's still gonna have interview segments and like this one where he called out drew mcintyre and and uh dissed the crowd and then called out drew mcintyre and they had a nice little banter where mvp's like yo man we go way back you know but you know what you're not ready for wrestlemania i just gotta say as an old friend but you know what you need you need a guy by your side a, a business advisor a an advocate, if you will. Hey, I think Becky and, Lynch is uh, driving by behind you. She's still driving on the dash. That's her new car now. Is just the ambulance. Yeah. Yeah, there she's goes the She's coming man. to get you in. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for my horrible Irish accent. Yeah. That would be yeah. why. No, mine. Uh, so, <laughs> both of right. ours. Let's be clear. Apologies to all of our Irish listeners. Uh so, yeah, Drew McIntyre out in the ring with MVP. MVP says, I could be your Paul Heyman. And Drew says, well, I don't really need a Paul Heyman because I can talk for myself. I can think for myself. And um, at the end of the day, you kind of suck. 
And uh, he and MVP, MV, he tries to walk away. MVP says, don't you walk away from me. Grabs him, eats a headbutt for his troubles, and then three, two, one, Claymore kick over the couch. Drew rips off his shirt and stands tall with all the ladies hooting and hollering. He points at the WrestleMania sign for effect. Um, in addition, Nick, I got to point out, Drew was really relaxed in this segment. Yeah. Like, he just felt so natural. He was having fun. Uh, NXT you know, he champion did nice little, Drew McIntyre is officially is back. back. This is what yeah. we've been waiting for for two effing years, and it's it's taken this long to get here, but it's here, thankfully. Yeah, and he feels very natural as like the big, confident, face-of-the-company kind of feeling guy yeah. that we're seeing here where he's, he's oozing charisma and confidence. Um, he's connecting with the crowd. He's talking to them like they're his buddies, and they're all watching the stuff with him. Um, and the three two three yeah, two so, one thing is over as hell. It's already working. It's starting starting to work. I think people aren't ready to expect it yet. He's still having to push for it a little bit, uh, if you know what I yeah. mean. But uh, I, I think the way they're going by the time we get to WrestleMania, people will be ready for it. He's got to find this, some way to cue the crowd that he's getting ready to do it. Yeah. Is do you think that this presentation of Drew McIntyre, not only by the company but by himself as well? Um, will this hold up? Will this last, or is it going to start oh, becoming yeah. grating? Or, or like, are people going to turn on this and th- say he's pandering too much? No. Like, do you think this is solid? Is a solid foundation? Yeah, this is the this is the level that Seth couldn't get to uh, la- a year ago. Like he was almost there. Like he was he was almost. But I mean, it's so natural for Drew. What felt uncomfortable with Drew was what he was doing before. Was the evil heel Scottish psychopath stuff because we had we were so invested in NXT champion Drew McIntyre super babyface Drew McIntyre but just big huge honking dude and now we finally got that back it, and now everything like the the moon's aligned everything's right with the world again the Drew McIntyre <laughs> we've all wanted everything. all along is back and it just feels like it's coasting for him to beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania at this point. Is this a good role for MVP? No. Like do you do you like MVP coming back as a, as kind of, you know, no. Roddy Piper, Jerry the King Lawler? I mean, We're talking about I mean, the chat sure. Right now. If he wanted to like somehow do his own I mean, it felt like a Piper's pit kind of thing. Um but I I like, I'd know, want him to get a little bit more antagonistic. Just dial it up a well, little think, bit more. I think they've got to create a character where he's not immediately going to set off the the faces and, you know, he can play to the heels. Like, I think they've got to set that up a little bit, have him be a little bit more neutral, but then he can turn whichever way he wants to in the segment. Like, he can be a little facey if the heels are getting on his case. So, I'm not mad at this. I felt like, you know, he's he's keeping the kind of the arrogant FU crowd kind of thing going, but... Uh, at the same time, yeah, I could see him. I could see him maintaining this. Yeah. It wasn't bad. He was good. He, his oh, he presentation was, was good with it as well. So, yeah. So, not mad at this no. at all. Uh, Rhea Ripley showed up on Raw. This was surprising to me. Uh, you know, once it actually went down, I was kind of like, all right, I guess she's going to have to be on Raw a lot. But it's interesting because if you're going to create a feud with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, it's going to last till WrestleMania. How often are you going to have your NXT champ? fly from Florida all the way to wherever the heck that WWE is and appear on their show to keep this feud going. It's Charlotte Flair every week. Don't don't uh, waste this opportunity. Really? For two months? Yeah. Oh, God. For two poor months? Rhea. Uh, poor Rhea. They're going to have to figure out... She's the NXT champion, for God's sakes, and she's getting to be on Monday Night Raw every week? Poor... And you're going to burn oh, her ass out by doing that schedule. Oh, poor you're gonna, Rhea. That's going to be rough. Yeah, poor yeah, Sarah Logan. 
Okay, well, poor Sarah Logan, too, because good God, she came in and, and got in Rhea's face, and Rhea just basically went, who are you? Meet me in the ring. And then went out and murdered her in the ring, poor Sarah Logan. In fact, she didn't, Rhea didn't even have to pay attention to her. Charlotte came out at the top of the ramp, stared her down, and Rhea just locked eyes with Charlotte the entire time while taking out Sarah Logan handily like the trash. Poor Sarah Logan. Uh, yeah, she, she got just, if she wasn't on the low end of the low card already, she really got put down here. But, hey, all right. Um, she, she got to be on be, Raw. She got a, got a mic in her hand down the ramp. Have, exactly. All, you know, check, check, check. Good, good for her, but she's getting Dana Brooked a little bit. Yeah, but you know what? You have to have people at every level in the company for it to work. So, um, But again, I, I go back to how they're going to build this feud. And one of the things that Charlotte said at the end here is like, yeah, 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 you can challenge me. You want to face me. You might not even be champ after this weekend because this weekend, of course, is TakeOver Portland. Yep. And uh, hmm. this weekend or next weekend? No, it's uh, next a, weekend. Okay. It's coming up this month. Coming up very soon. And uh, yeah, so you, you might not even be champ come this time in a couple of weeks. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to slow play this. I just wonder how often they're actually going to have Rhea on Raw and how often the, you know she's going to be via satellite or a promo or something like, Jesus, let her. It is this <laughs> she's weekend. Already we were wrong. It is, but yeah. I, I was right. That's the first thing I said. All right. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah. I'm, I'm curious how much they're going to work Rhea on this because, again, like you said, it's Charlotte. She, she's getting one of the signature matches of WrestleMania this year. Boo-hoo. Take a few flights for a few weeks. You know? It's not that big of a deal. Damn. Heartless. It's not heartless. Heartless. Right? Nick McMahon over here. 80, if she goes to 80% of TV. Just do the work, pal. Seriously, though. If she goes to 80% of TV, that's like six flights, seven flights over the next eight weeks. Hey, I'm not saying this is a huge opportunity for her, and unlike she's not going to want to do the work. Right. I'm only I'm only expressing my sympathies for her schedule over the next couple of months. Charlotte's going to have to go to some NXTs as well, you know. Some NXT. She ain't going to be at every NXT. Yeah. You, you wouldn't find me complaining about having to. Oh no, I have to fly to Raw this week. <laughs> well, all right, Nick. Good to know. When you actually work their their schedule, you let me know how all that right. works out for you. Right. How you're feeling? Yeah. Uh, I'll be getting shoulder surgery next week, so it won't be for a while. Oh, cool. So you'll probably feel a lot like you'll feel a lot like Matt Hardy after the segment he had with Randy Orton, where Orton came out to explain his actions, quote unquote, and uh, started to couldn't really quite get the words out. And out came Matt Hardy, who cut a very long, pretty heartfelt promo. This tugged on the heartstrings hard. This was good. Well, and I have some suspicions about that. I think a lot of people do because uh, Matt Hardy essentially summed up his whole career. He's like, you know, I have more reason than anybody to hate Edge. Um, he stole my I, girl. Literally. <laughs> literally. Like, real. For real, he did. Um, everyone started chanting Lita. And uh, he said, but you know what? We also, before all of that went down between us, and we've since patched it up, but before all that, we were like brothers. Like, we all we slept in the same hotel rooms when we were all pitching together to save money. We invented TLC together. Like, we've got some major history. And I can only imagine what it would be like to have my future taken away from me in an instant. And I would not wish that on my worst enemy, which he was. Um, and in the time since, like I've been thinking, you know, because Edge kept coming to me and saying, what if, what if, what if? And he comes back and what do you do, Randy? You take him out. Concerto. You his future. 
you jeopardize his future. How dare you, Randy? And Randy responds with trying to give him an RKO, which Matt blocks because he knows Randy too damn well. And they end up scuffling around and wrestling, and Randy ends up getting the better of him, RKO, and then gives him a concerto for his troubles. Uh, two things here. We're pushing back Randy's explanation. Fine. I don't need it right now. We got to run this to WrestleMania. Take all the time you want yep. with this. We're going to, this is going to be one of those slow turning up the heat on this. Fine. No problem with that. Matt Hardy was what interested me here. Okay. They gave him a ton of time for this promo. Yep. And then they took him out with what could be quote unquote, a career ending injury angle. Right. Okay. Very similar to how they got Jericho out. Um, it's the sort of thing that they do when guys are about to leave. Well, reports are Matt Hardy's contract is up any day now. Like, literally could be any day now his contract is up. And there are already rumors that he's going to AEW. Obviously, we've speculated on it here, him being the exalted one for the Dark Order. Matt Hardy tweeted out after this, goodbye, all caps. And Evil Uno tweeted back, or just tweeted out in general, it. you say goodbye, and I say hello. <laughs> You and, say uh, goodbye, so, and I yeah. say okay. Yeah, sorry. Yes, thank you, Nick. We get the reference. We get Not the reference. everybody. We're old. Not everybody <laughs> gets the Beatles reference. Speak you know? for yourself, <laughs> sir. I'm young at heart. <laughs> So no, so obviously they're trying to stir the waters, and it's not like this would be the la like the first time that anybody had ever held AEW over WWE's head uh, in order to get a bigger, better contract. Randy Orton, uh, you know. So I don't think it's fait accompli that Matt's going to AEW, but if it I is, do. if if he's going, then this was certainly a, a I think a decent way to Hell do yes. it. Yes, nice send off. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those, let him, it's our, aside from the TLC stuff and their return at WrestleMania a few years ago, that whole angle with Edge was probably one of the signature things of his wrestling career. I guess you could throw the broken gimmick stuff in there as well, right? So the, to have that for all of us old smarky fans that remember that whole thing and it, the fact that it was, it broke kayfabe and it was real AF blew all of our minds that it actually happened. So for that to be the thing that he sort of his swan song, if you will, headed out of WWE again to go over to AEW and do something crazy and maybe he becomes broken again to lead the Dark Order. I'm so in. I'm so all in on this. Like this was a great way for Hardy to go out, and it was it pulled on my heartstrings because yeah. we lived through that era. Right? If it's if it's his last thing in WWE for a while, it was a good way out. Good way out. Totally. A uh, few more things on Raw. The Street Profits had a match with uh, with Moss and Raleigh and uh, ultimately lost. But then after the match, this was interesting. Riddick Moss turned on Mojo Raleigh. Pinned, rolled him up. Pinned him for the 24-7 awesome. title. That was That's fun. All right, a little twist in this. Dude, it's, it's amazing how uh, with a little bit of creative change backstage, all of a sudden even the lower card guys have something interesting going on. Like, yep. I didn't give a crap about Mojo and, and Riddick last week, but now I'm like, oh, oh, okay, interesting. That's just kind of uh, interesting. A little interesting there. 24-7 title actually worth something now. A little yeah, bit. the Street Profits won a match. They the wrestled Street in a match. A match. Right. All good, in the, all good here, too. Was not mad yeah. at any of this. So, I, you know, I think they need to do some more work to make 24-7 title mean a damn thing. Uh, it still feels a bit like a comedy belt. 
But uh, this are we is, past the R Truth twenty four seven seven eleven European TV title thing yet? It feels that way. It feels that way here, where it's being given a little bit more legitimacy. Friend will turn on friend to get it, kind of thing. Um, I would like to, you know what, and this is a this is an absolute goddamn nitpick, but I wouldn't mind Nick if they just put it out there. Why are all these low card guys so 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 invested in this title? Like they'll run around like crazy to get their hands on this title. Why is it a huge jump in pay like are you do you get like certain perks for being a champion do you know what i mean like gets, gets, the, gets, the belt is actually a codex to the ark of the covenant or something like it's as it does it have some kind of special key is that why everybody's chasing it around yes nick a codex to the ark of the covenant sure <laughs> good god y'all want crazy fantasy wrestling yeah i'm your boy all right <laughs> killing me dude um <laughs> you know what i mean i get, yes. just have it have it like just all it would take would just be one sentence in a promo one sentence in a promo why people would want this title and then all of a sudden it would have stakes we'd we would know why they care about this title i just a little nitpick but yeah. uh, i think that would be something that would go a long way nice to see riddick moss already splitting from mojo was it too soon had it not really been established enough they were friends so they've waited a little bit while longer for this or uh, somebody in the chat who was that marshall said it gets you into hogwarts uh, uh, if, if we if, if we see nick cage come around the corner chasing after it it's it, it, it's actually the thing that holds the real copy of the declaration of independence oh i thought you said nick gage i'm like what no, nick cage oh nick no, cage no, nicholas nick cage. cage i don't know <laughs> i'd be terrified if nick gage came running after that thing anyone who holds it drops it i'm done nope you're good uh, nope Take you're it. good Take Take it. It. Don't you want can it. have it don't want it so yeah uh, also on the show, Angel Garza had a match with Cedric Alexander, beat him uh, with a wing clipper, even though some interference from Humberto Carrillo at the beginning of the match. So we're keeping you know this whole feud going while Andrade is out. Um, at what point, Nick, do you feel like Garza might upstage Andrade? Like, is he going to get over too much? Because the plan right now, as I understand it, is He's literally just here as a placeholder. and He'll go back down to NXT once Andrade is back. He'll probably get beaten by Carrillo and kind of sent back down. Um, do you think there's a possibility that he might get himself over enough while Andrade is gone? Because <laughs> he's already getting a lot he's of coming, respect on He's on coming out with Zelina. Internet. I got to say the hottest moment, like second only maybe to the Shane a bit, was seeing Umberto coming out fired up? Oh yeah, and just going after him, and them being held back and all that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm so into this. I don't really know why, but I want those two to get hands on each other because they're they're great performers. Oh God, I'm just I'm so invested in this. I wish I could say the same about Andrade. Do you, I'm just not. But do you? Wow, really? I I I'm, I, I love Andrade. Love don't get it. me wrong, but the fire between these two on this week's Raw, I was just like, oh, God, yes, I, I want to see this. I wouldn't mind if Andrade came back and Garza went into business for himself. He wasn't a good guy. He wasn't a bad guy. He was just kind of, you know, he'd screw over both sides for it. Did a little little Prince little Prince uh, Finn, Prince Devitt? Yeah, maybe. Like like he did on on NXT? Yeah, yeah I mean, going into business for himself, I wouldn't be mad at yeah. that. Uh, yeah. But that being said, my question isn't, you know, do is it over with you? Obviously, it is. It's over with me, too. I love this. But is the crowd going to connect to this? I think is more the question. Are they selling it in a way that the crowd is going to invest in these guys? Because that's really the major question. The, all the talent in the world is there. I think they can tell a good story. But will the audience bite on this? And that's really what I'm most worried about. And that's yes, nothing to do if, with them. Uh, 
Ray needs to put it over. He's trying his best in little bits and pieces here and there, but Ray is the one that the crowd will get behind. And I'm not saying he needs to be in the match, but he needs to be mixing it up in there somehow. He yeah. needs to pick a side and pit them against each other and make it a triple threat for the U.S. title. Something Fatal silly, four-way. Right? Fatal four-way, all four of them. Just something. And put those guys over hard because, I mean, you're, we're looking at the future right now, guys. If you If you don't realize that... Look at Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. Those guys are the friggin' future. Well, They are going to be awesome in about three years. They're going to be top-of-the-card wrestlers in WWE. You know, what I think the, gonna, you know what I think the future is, Nick. Oh, La Sombra. Yeah. El Idolo. You know, that's, that's, that's where my loyalties lie in this. But at the same time, mm. like I, I love all these guys, and I want to see them all get over. So yeah. that's kind of what I hope happens. Um, Butters made a good point in the chat, too, and I hadn't really thought about this because it was too depressing but i guess it's a, it, i should bring it up dude carrillo and garza got into it before this match and garza got beat up and he still beat cedric like what did cedric do that's my boy what did he do to piss people off i don't know like was he seen out and about with rich swan or was something? It, like well, i don't no, he, i don't know he's he, he kind of sided with ach on the whole thing that was when that all went down you know, he was oh. tweeting out some things in support of him, so I'm wondering if he's getting punished for that or something. I don't know. God, I hope not. I hope not, too. That'd be really bad. That'd be really bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to see that a guy two years ago was defending the Cruiserweight Championship and seemed somewhat unbeatable until Buddy showed up. I mean, less than a year ago, he was coming off the top of the Titantron on dude. Yeah. You know, and part of the main event. And had, like, a great angle going where he was, he was Seth Rollins' hidden little buddy. Yeah, you know, so ugh. yeah, I don't know what happened there. Be very curious oh to find out. A uh, couple more things. Ruby Riot is back, and she cut a promo on Liv Morgan saying Liv is a follower and she needs to get back in line. So I guess this feud is official. Nick, uh, are they? Are, I guess is the whole thing with Liv and Lana over now? Because Lana was off doing something else this week. Where's Rusev? They they announced they had said he's going to be in this stupid tournament that's going to be in Saudi Arabia, so he's around. Yeah, where's what all this time? The only reports I'm seeing. Oh god, are you asked me about Ruby Wright and Liv. Let me talk about that first, okay? Because I want to save that because that's a that's a Nick rant. Uh oh, this is this is not the way we should have brought Ruby back. No, I I just I don't think so. What? I, I, oh, you wanted I, her to I, be I, a face, I, huh? You want to be able to... No, 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 no. Let me, let, me re- let me back up a step. Okay. Inserting Ruby Riot into the the dirty leavings, the afterbirth of the Lana and Lashley and Rusev thing. It, 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 like, that's how you're going to bring her back? And then somehow she indirectly has a feud because she attacked her from behind? Uh, Liv, I mean... Well, but this... Like, come on, no. man. You can't give her a legit story for once? I feel like that's what this was, what this promo was, was... Uh, Liv was busy finishing up her deal. She finished it up. She beat Lana clean twice. Boom, we're done. And Ruby comes along, and now Liv has a whole new feud, and she splits off from Lashley and and, uh, Lana. And that's done, and now we can have a good, clean feud between ex-friends. You should be happy about this. This is a great way to bring Ruby back. Saving Liv. I love Ruby. Right. But she's saving Liv she from feels this like a second. Angle. She's playing second fiddle to the Lana stuff. Not anymore. Because you even just asked me about it as part of the, the opening of this. Like, how is this affecting Lana right. and Lashley? So you, well, you're, well, and your answer is you think that they're still a part of the Lana and Lashley story. That's not the case. Lana and Lashley were off dealing with Ricochet. Lana was supporting Lashley while Ricochet was 
trying to face him as like a rematch to revenge for, quote, stealing the match last week to give him the number one contendership against Brock Lesnar in Super Showdown. And Ricochet beat Lashley clean, and Lana wasn't happy, and that was it. We had nothing about Lana and Liv. We had nothing about Lashley and Rusev. They were off doing their own little stupid thing on the sidelines and getting beat clean by Ricochet. So the, the Liv and Ruby thing is completely clean of Lana right now. And if it stays that way, will that make you happy? Because then that means it's a clean break and it's just Ruby and Liv. Uh, yes. Okay. So for Ruby and Liv, yes. Go have your thing away from Lana. Right. And if they do that, will you, are you happy? Fine. Yes. Please. But take it as far away from Lana hell as possible. That's what I feel is happening. So what I was going to say a minute ago okay. is uh, Rusev. It feels like to me we did all of that Lana Lashley stuff for Rusev. Not for Lashley, not for Lana. Certainly not but for in Lashley. The end, in the end, exactly. Uh, but in the end, it was supposed to be to boost Rusev, to get the crowd behind him, super face him, give him a push. He's gone. Yeah. Just nowhere. Didn't, like, didn't oh, get, he showed up on a card for the over. two Eat Trophy gauntlet match. <laughs> it's going to be in Saudi Arabia, whatever the hell that shit is. We'll talk about that in a Come second. Come on! We'll talk about Where's that in Ruru? He's, he's in the Dwight Trophy gauntlet match. We'll talk about that in a second. I, I want to hit on something. I, talk, I mentioned Ricochet real quick because he had that match with yeah. Lashley and Lana. Um, Bruce Mitchell came out on him this week from, from uh, Torch, man. He, he was like, he said that Ricochet's promos suck. Like he said, all those years that Ricochet, maybe he was being sarcastic or arch, but, you know, that stuff doesn't come through on Twitter. Uh, He said, you know, all these years Ricochet honed his body and his athleticism, you'd think he'd put a little bit of time into working on his promos. And Ricochet gave a promo this week backstage before he came out. And I said this last week as well, Nick, is that he's not going for the big fiery baby face stuff right now. He's not going for, like, the Kevin Owens, like, confident, swaggery, thing he's going for the earnest you know plucky baby face thing and i think he's doing a good job at that it's okay it's it's sufficient it's serviceable it's not anything to write home about serviceable it's That's better than a word. lot of the ones and i've seen then he goes out to the ring and does a 6 30 and i'm like all right i don't really care what it's he says what on the I'm mic saying. it's fine <laughs> I mean, you know what it reminded me of you know what it reminded me of what do you remember how bad Pack or at the time Adrian Neville's promos were when he was a little baby face like what they're doing with Ricochet. Yeah, I couldn't understand him because I didn't speak Jordy. <laughs> okay, but like I'm talking about his demeanor and the way he delivered his lines. Sure. It was almost the same as Ricochet is now, and no one's gonna say that Pack is a bad promo now. Because he's a great promo. Oh, he's brilliant. But I'm saying maybe Ricochet is being cut, and I'm defending our boy here, but uh because I've seen him give fiery promos that are good. I'm wondering if he's being coached to be this kind of like, well, just want to, you know, go out and do my best. And, you know, have I've been, a good match been trying to do this for seven, Golly gee. 17 years and uh, I'm here and you haven't broken me yet. I'm going to go out and show you what I can do. And, you know, uh, hopefully people will be behind me. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be hopefully, hopefully be a good match. And if I'd like it, if I want, I might not win because, you know, things are tough. And but I'm going to go a, out he's there. He's a big boy, but I'm going to try my, my best. best. I'm going to give him my best. Yes, sir. Just like my mom always taught me to do. And I'm going to go home afterwards. She's going to make me some chicken soup because I've been feeling a little bit under the weather, a little peaked. But uh, Remember how much I hated the Roderick Strong face trailer park promos? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of how I feel about these two. All right. But you know what? He's out there doing 630s on top, of people, is that, on top of big dudes. Is that Ricochet's fault? 
No. Oh, okay. Okay. We're on the same page. Yeah. All right. He's, uh, he's, he's doing a big old toe in the company line right now. As he's that's kind of how it. I feel. That's yeah. how I feel he's about it. He's still kind of new around here, so he's just pulling that company line and as Vince, hard as he can. And Vince loves his babyface promos. And yeah. I think I think Ricochet is a solid babyface promo. He's not He's not the greatest babyface promo ever, but he's... What have we I always said? Totally serviceable. WWE does not know how to build babyfaces. Yeah. And yeah. this is a perfect case of it. But again, he walks out to the ring and does six thirties on the dude. best babyface like, thing did that Ricoch- The best babyface thing that Ricochet ever did was when AJ Styles slapped him in the face. He just stood right back up and slapped him right back. Didn't right. say a damn thing. Just psh. yep. No, sold it like hell. The <laughs> best babyface thing he's ever done. All right. Uh, one more quick thing. Alistair Black had a quote unquote match against Akira Tozawa. He basically just black masked the crap out of him. Tozawa sold it like death. Like death. You'd think a sniper from a thousand yards <laughs> shot him with a Barrett 50 caliber. Back? Because he just and went to the left. And Literally, his head went back <laughs> and to the left. To the left. <laughs> and the ref behind was, oh, God. It looked, it looked amazing. Alistair Black once again kills somebody. Nick, I'm going to blow your mind right now because Mick Foley tweeted out after this Alistair Black should be at the top echelon of WWE. All he needs is the right opponent to get him there. Okay. I think we can all agree Alistair Black has not had that right opponent yet on WWE main Fair. roster. Fair. WrestleMania's coming up. Yep. Do you want to know what my speculation is? And this is, I take it as such. It is, there's no rumor here. This is just my speculation as to who yeah, Alistair me. Black should face and defeat or at least look good against at WrestleMania. Undertaker. Undertaker. Oh, of course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love It'll okay. take an hour for both of them to get all the way down that ramp. Yep. Well, that's imagine, a good way to eat an hour off of a six-hour show. <laughs> imagine those dueling entrances, one after the other. Oh, give, give Alistair a proper entrance at WrestleMania. I mean, th- that, I think, if you if he went out there and had a good stand-up match with The Undertaker, it would do wonders for him. Totally. Especially if he put, take, put Taker down. Like, would it be just him and Brock Lesnar? I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. No, I don't uh, want. To, I don't yeah. want him with Brock. I don't want him with Brock yet. What? What? But did if they I, were, if I, they were thinking of Alistair as, as one of the guys to go up against Brock, one of the guys they were going to elevate to Brock level, Undertaker's not an unreasonable other one for him to go against. No. You know they're going to want to have an Undertaker at WrestleMania. So who does Taker face? Black would be a good Alistair one. Black. It'd be a good one. And if you remember back, it's been a couple of years at this point. We did a bonus episode. One of our first ones was on NXT stars, How Far Will They Rise? Yep. And we were talking about Aleister Black, and we said, if they nail the entrance. And I remember specifically saying something like, he could be the next Undertaker. I think we, like yeah, if, you if did. If they get the entrance right. We said the overall uh, presentation. Because it has that same kind of mystical, yeah, weird, you know, creepy. supernatural element to it. Yeah. But it wasn't just his entrance. It was his overall presentation. And there is yeah. definitely something that is unique about Aleister Black's presentation that you have to get right. And it's something the same with Undertaker where it took them a while to figure out exactly how to do it. Um, I would argue that they, they got, you know, he was really good as, you know, the, the Lord of Darkness. And he was, he was really good as a lot of the early iterations. But when he came back as the dead man after Biker Taker, like in the mid-2000s, they had it clean as a whistle that was taker so it took him forever um but obviously he had a lot of great iterations before that i think that with alistair that might be what's happening here too where they nailed him in nxt but main roster they just don't they can't conceptualize what that was because i think you have to be kind of a metalhead 
to get what Aleister Black was in NXT. And Triple H is a metalhead. And so he got exactly what he was going for because Triple H knows about black metal culture. So he got that. They're not going to get even someone as smart as Paul Heyman is not going to wrap his head around that. It's not no, his he's spooky. View. So let's add creepy creaking right. noises to his intro. Exactly. No, no, that's that's not what that means. The thing no. you it's not what you think it means. Right. He's not Rob <laughs> Zombie for God's sake. He's not about right. like old spooky you know crappy Elvira TV shows. Uh, you know he's he's about like like real dark Nordic shit. All right. Yeah. So. Again, I think that Black is someone who ultimately could be pushed to that level, but we'll see if they, they get there and they can somehow, the main roster can figure out what that is. Nick, we are, we are spending a lot of time on this Raw, but again, it was, a, you know, it was a really damn good Raw this week. Yeah, it was. It was solid. Uh, there was a lot of killer and very little filler overall, I'd have to say. So, yeah. nicely done. One last thing, as you did mention, the Twaik Trophy Gauntlet match has been announced. AJ Styles, Rusev, Andrade Cien Almas, Lashley, Rowan, and R-Truth. Um, there's a bizarre lineup for a match. It's a gauntlet match, so uh, obviously... I mean, I love a good gauntlet match, but I'm looking at the cast of characters. That, like, are we... Is Rowan still going to have his cage? Well, one... Is taking that thing all the way to Saudi? <laughs> is AJ going to be able to do a lot, or is he still injured? Um... Yeah. Is Andrade obviously Andrade is going to be back from suspension at that point? But is he going to? Are they going to? Are they mad at him after his suspension, or is he going to get pushed some more? I, is, I first defense Lashley, thirty days. He doesn't even have to drop the title, so I, I think Andrade is fine. Is are Lashley and Rusev still going to be feuding in this? Yeah, I hope. And so. And what the hell are Rowan and r Truth doing in this? Like, there's a lot Lay, laying down. <laughs> well, I know why r Truth is in it, and r Truth might actually win this. And hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. They're debuting WWE 24 R-Truth after Super Showdown. Interesting. Just saying. And it's, you know. That, that is going to be an interesting show. I, yeah. can't wait, I, I can't wait to see what they actually do with that. If they, interesting. If, if they keep it real. He, you know, Charlotte Boy, R-Truth. Uh, you know, a lot of love for R-Truth. Over 20 years in the business almost. You know, so I, I love... I just hope it's real and not the character he portrays as this kind of goofy, nebbish doofus that just doesn't really know what, what world he's in at any given time. I'd like to hear from uh, Ronald, Mr. Killings, what his story actually is. I hope they do that. Or if it's just one of those 24s where they're debuting the championship if it's just a 24-hour thing then it's not a true chronicle well, yeah. it's not a will it be thing. In, will it be in kayfabe and he's goofy our truth or will it be like real truth? so that's yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it as well and that yeah. was monday night raw sir oh thank you very much Syrian dangerous but we're not done yet guys no. we had a massive pay-per-view happen on the other side of the planet so we got to go talk about new japan new beginning <laughs> What's funny is, I don't know if I would call it massive, Nick. I don't know if I would call this a massive paper because this was like a C-level pay-per-view for them, relatively speaking, in terms of size. It just sure. happened to be a really damn good show. <laughs> Over-delivered, is it? Oh, my God. It was a really good show. Uh, started off with a kind of a bittersweet four-on-four ta uh, four four tag match, as it always does with the tag matches. Nakanishi, Tenzan, Kojima, Nagata versus Makabe, Honma, Hanari, and Taguchi. Not surprisingly, Nakanishi won. He's only got four matches left till, till his retirement, so he's mm -hmm. on his farewell tour. 
Uh, his goodbye show is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we I like also that they had, waited on this uh, and didn't try to do it at Wrestle Kingdom with Liger when he yeah. they made, let the, him participate. But Let's I like that they're giving months. Nakanishi and Nagata their own time. So yeah, and yeah. they're him and Tiger Hattori. They're spacing them out, so it's great. Yeah, uh, we had a, a junior heavyweight tag team title match. Show and Yo defeated Desperado and Kanemaru, and. Yeah. They got challenged by their mentors after the match. Show and Yo got challenged by Taguchi and Rocky. Uh, Taguchi and Rocky saying, "We're you know, hey, we're great coaches. You guys are so good. How about you see if you can beat us?" And so they're going to have a match on February twentieth, um, which is a show that. Did by they the say way, it was for the titles? For the titles. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be a really interesting one. Can Show and Yo overcome their coaches, their masters? Um, Rocky's been wrestling the USA Tour, uh, New Beginnings. So Rocky last. Last year, people forget Rocky had some absolutely banger matches yeah. in the junior in the junior heavyweight uh, tournament and a bunch of other ones. Um, but uh, that show is February twentieth. Also, the the headline of that show, the February twentieth show, is Shingo Takagi versus Tomohiro Ishii for the Never Never title. So you're going to hear those chops from here. Oh. Uh, also on this show, the New Beginning Osaka show, Tanahashi, Ibushi, Juice Robinson, and David Finley teaming up against Tamatanga, Tangaloa. Yujiro Takahashi and Chase Owens, Bullet Club. And, uh, you know, what was interesting here was uh, Tanahashi pinned Tongaloa, meaning that he pinned the tag champs. Well, it is official now, as of this point, Tanahashi and Ibushi are going to be challenging the Gorillas of Destiny for the tag team title belts on February 21st, which is also a show where uh, Shingo Takagi, Evil, and Bushi are defending their six-man never belts against Toriyano, Colt Cabana, and Ryusuke Taguchi. So 20th and 21st are looking like really good shows as well. Like, yeah. good this, was the, this was the eight-man tag match that main evented uh, the show I saw here in Raleigh, except swap out Ibushi because he got sick, he I got believe sick. it was. Yeah. Uh, I think show was the one that subbed in for him that night. Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. They're pushing show pretty hard. They're looking like he's going to go after um, uh, Shingo at some point. Probably after Ishii's done with him, show is going to mm-hmm. look at the Never Belt. So Nice. Good for him. Uh, also a tag team that, uh, I, I could watch any day of the week, Okada and Osprey versus Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, of course this is just basically just building up the fact that Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. have a a match for the Rev Pro British heavyweight belt this weekend. So keep your eyes out for that over on Rev Pro. Uh, Jay White. The little bit they had with each other at the end, uh, after the match with Ospreay holding the belt for him and. Yeah, oh, you know, it just Zach just talking shit to him, slap Pat, slapping him on the face, and just oh, oh God, I loved that. Osprey's so never won that title, I, you know, seven times. He's never, never been able to to win it. So mm. hopefully, this is the weekend. Uh, Jay White beats Sonata. Not really a surprise there. Sonata no. is just like the perennial. He's like the gateway man to the t- to the top. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, and then of course, here comes the match that I think a lot of people were looking forward to. The rematch of the match that nearly ended Hiromu Takahashi's career, Takahashi versus Ryu Lee for the junior heavyweight title. And these crazy sons of bitches, Nick. These crazy sons of bitches. If you watch one match from this show, this is the match to go and watch because it was basically just absolute brutality and insanity for about 20 minutes. The first 30 seconds of this match... It was had more action than most New Japan regular matches that I see, uh, and then they spent ten minutes slapping each other in the chest and neck. 
Like, you guys thought Cody getting 10 lashes with a belt was bad? <laughs> Hiromu's chest was purple. His whole left boob after this <laughs> match was, like, dark, dark purple. Like an My ugly God. shade of purple. His entire oh. left boob. Like, it wasn't even, it wasn't like a like a little handprint or something. The entire thing! And the man's got a big chest for his size. Uh, so, yeah. And then... I posted in our group because it's one of the most insane suicide dives I've seen in a long time. But Ryu Lee comes out of the ring in a suicide dive and just takes Takahashi back over a table. Just unbelievable. So fantastic match. Takahashi does retain here. Not too surprising yeah. uh, because given, given what had to happen later on in the show. But um, I said there was that, that was moment match. where he there, there was that moment where he packaged him up and almost took him over again. There I went, like, oh, God, no! Oh, no, don't do it you again. Know, you know they did that just Even to mess Kelly with us. Even Kelly freaked out. <laughs> yeah, they all did that to mess with us. You know that. Um, yeah. But then came the match that I was here for, uh, and that was John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki in the crazy son-of-a-bitch match. Um, Nick, we said this was going to be a war. This was a goddamn war. <laughs> I saw Jesus assholes Christ. online saying, well, it wasn't as good as we thought it would be. What were you expecting, guys? Did someone to die? I mean, That's short great. of a mortician rolling a coffin out, yes, that these two guys beat the holy hell out of each other. Like, Jesus Christ, the holy hell. There was headshots with chairs. There was all kinds of stuff. Like, I... Moxley I'm, gave up on running ropes and started running barricades. Like, he went and, and like tried to bounce off the barricade. That was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. As if it were a rope. <laughs> and he runs over and just clotheslines Suzuki. Just brilliant. Like, all of this. And we had, a, we had a major first. Suzuki, the first guy to ever kick out of a Death Rider. <sighs> that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's I mean, that's got to be how John Moxley convinced him to, to put him over. Is like, I'll let you kick out of my finisher. All right. How about that? Yeah. Um, this was this was just beautiful. It's just you, you got two guys who are have built their characters on loving pain and loving punishment, and you get the two of them in the ring, and you're going to have two guys who just are having too much fun, and they look like they were having fun, genuinely, not just you know play acting. They look like they were having fun, just causing mayhem and just destroying just, each just other, trading shots back and forth, and then there was one where Moxley like really hit him. You saw the sweat just fly off of his head. It's funny. Uh, I felt like Suzuki pulled his punches a little bit with Moxley. I've seen him really go at dudes, and he kind of he was he was being a times, little bit nice. But there were a couple where he they landed. <laughs> yeah, but the slap, Mo the slap I mean, fight uh, at the end. The slap fight uh, at the end. It was definitely Suzuki just rearing back, laughing and wiggling his tongue around and doing all that after taking some devastating shots. Uh, do you just, see the it, smile? Uh, yeah. Do you see the smile just when I think of that? Oh my god, I loved it. Loved oh, it. Fantastic. Uh, but Moxley did pick up the win here. Second Death Rider onto a chair that finally laid out Suzuki. Uh, the ref tried to break him up and they both pushed the ref away. Like, get out of here. We're fighting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god uh, but then after the match who should come to lay out John Moxley and lay his claim Zack Sabre Jr biting Jack? off Zack Zack yeah. Sabre Jr Zack Sabre Jr's southern cousin Jack, Jack Sabre Jr yeah jungle Jack <laughs> Sabre came out and judging <laughs> for the US title uh, no so it looks like Zack Sabre Jr is, is heading for Moxley that should be interesting can Moxley wrestle technically 
Does that's, that give I think you a little foreshadowing of to the Osprey Zack Saber match if he's going to drop yeah. it with Osprey and then head over to fight with Moxley over the U.S. title? It did feel a little bit like that to me. If he, yeah. it, I'll tell you right now. I mean, I expect him to. I expected him to drop to the Osprey anyway, just because Osprey just lost to him. Osprey's never had the belt. It'd be huge for Osprey given his push right now. He Osprey needs a belt. Yeah. Um, and Osprey can come over and defend that against a lot of guys. So it made sense to put it on Osprey. And then already we know what Zack Sabre is going to do after he loses that belt. Go for the U.S. belt. Yep. Um, possibly win it off of Moxley because I don't think it's – given how they've established Zack Sabre over there, it's no um, – it doesn't hurt you to tap out to him because right. freaking everyone has tapped out to Zack Sabre Jr. Everyone. So it's not that's it's not going to hurt him if he taps out to Zack. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I think that's a great next step, especially because if Suzuki is moving on at some point – and Zach needs to establish himself as the head of Suzuki Gun, then having him step right up after so, uh, someone beats Suzuki is a good way to continue. Totally. Totally. So, uh, then the main event Tetsuya Naito defending his belts against Kenta in another war. Nick, I haven't seen that much blood in a, in a New Japan match in a while. He got busted open on an exposed turnbuckle. And uh, what, did, what did he get? Busted open. Busted. No, 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 no. Wrong show. Busted, busted wide. There you go. Open. Yeah. 200, baby. 200. Woo. Too odd, odd. I love how the ref caught him taking the turnbuckle off. He goes, oh, nope, nope. And then he immediately just goes over to the other side, pulls a Toriyanu, takes the, takes the pad off. Fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I <laughs> take it to talk about taking a shot the hard way. Good Lord. Uh, that's a lot of blood. And then he just, you know, after, of, of course, he retains beats kenta but doesn't stays in the ring gives a fiery promo at the end of the show and then goes back to the table and does a press conference like he's not completely covered in blood yeah blood what blood what what there's what no blood? blood here yeah remember when jericho busted him open busted him yes <clears throat> wide open and he was wide just open. he he was kind of like yeah i'm covered in blood whatever yeah. but here's the interesting thing is that after this match we got naito's next opponent and this is actually tradition. The heavyweight champion and the junior heavyweight champion face each other at some point. That means Naito is going to defend against his teammate, stablemate, Hiromu Takahashi. Mm. And he's actually been interviewed about this since this. And he said, you know, last year I had my thing with my eye. We didn't know if Takahashi was ever going to be able to wrestle again. Your career can be taken away from you in a heartbeat. Um, he's like, I'm so happy to be able to do this against my brother, to have a match against my brother. Like, I never thought I'd be able to wrestle this guy. So this is awesome. So yeah. not a grudge match, not a weird like testing each, of each other. Like like uh oh, Los Ingobernables might split up. No no no, brother versus brother in like a friendly showcase match, and Naito versus Romu. I'm all in on that. <sighs> March there was 3rd. that shot that they had that I'm probably gonna make the banner. So spoiler alert uh, at the end where they had all three belts: the heavyweight. The intercontinental and the junior heavyweight right. all laid out, and they were fist bumping over the top of it, and my heart kind of melted into a puddle a little bit. Not gonna lie. It was kind of awesome. Aww. Oh, I want that so bad. Oh, uh, especially we, we never we never thought we'd see Hiromu wrestle again, man. It's, it's not those, for it's, the belt. It's like problem. Edge get coming back for us in a way. Uh, no, uh, no, or no, not not that big at all. Uh, I mean, for the Japanese audience, it's more like know. it's more like Daniel Bryan. I think like, well, even okay. then, it's not even as big as Daniel. Like Daniel Bryan was even bigger than this, but it's it's a it is a big deal because people. The thing was more that with Daniel Bryan, they said his career was over. Hiromu, they never said it was over. We just didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know, but it could have been at any point, right? So, 
Yeah, it's it's great to see him back. I tried to stay up that night. And I just I made it to about three thirty in the morning. I'm like, nope, I'm the, <laughs> shutting down. <laughs> Speaking uh, of shutting down, Nick, we got to shut down this show here. Yes, uh, Naito versus Roma, March third. Uh, looking forward to that, and that is New Japan. Well, guys, uh, we're gonna finish things up with our moment of positivity. So Surrey and Dangerous. Mop, 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 mop. It's the mop. Mop, 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 mop. Yeah, moment of positivity. Let's do this. Yes. What made you happy? I guess it's between New Beginning and Raw. Like what? There was a lot. There was a lot. Blood and guts on Raw. Moxley and Suzuki in New Japan. Blood and guts on New Japan. Yeah. Damn. It was like since the last time we were on the show, like there really isn't anything that made me not happy. Yeah. Like it was all good. It was pretty much all good. I'm like, Th- looking this is everything. one of the first times I can look at Raw and go, there's not one thing I didn't enjoy. Lana Think spoke. About that. Lana spoke, and you know, but even that, like, she, I know she, she's playing the annoying character. She was fine on that. Like, really, I'm. Just, I feel bad for Cedric. Uh, I'm just kind of looking over everything. There's nothing. Like it was all good. I felt a little bit bad for Sarah Logan, but that's her role. Like, what? There's nothing. It's all good. I'm going to have to go with Moxley Suzuki again just because, my God. But also Hiromu Hiromu and Dragon Lee. uh, It's all good, Nick. It's all good. It's all all really good. The one that I'm going to pick out and and signify as mine is, frankly, because every now and then, wrestling can get you. Like, they can just go, oh, God, I really like that. I didn't think I would, but I really want to see that. Oh, my God. And it was the moment, the standoff, and the face-off between Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo this week. Really? Oh, man. I Like, it was one of those moments where I was like, if you had told me, like, on paper, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah that would be cool. But I, I didn't realize, like, charged up Carrillo, came running out there. I was just like, yes. Oh, my God. And it's Angel Garza. Yes. Oh, God. The raw main audience, the filthy casuals of the main roster <laughs> audience are not ready for those two. And to see the entire like staff locker room empty out yeah, uh, and, and hold them all back and all the refs and everything, I'm like, oh my God, this yeah. feels like a main event go-home show of some sort. The fire was there. The oh, was there. God. But so no every one. now and then I get pleasantly surprised. And of course, there were 10 things I could call out yeah. that were positives from this. Because that was the one that really stood out for me uh, that I wasn't expecting. Well, so that was my moment. I, I guess that makes sense because no one can resist the power of the Garza Dong. Yes. Hashtag yes. Garza Dong. Hashtag Garza Dong. He, uh, he, he must go to the same Trunks Taylor as Tai Chi. All I know is I got to go to that Trunks Taylor because, uh, the, the, yeah, <laughs> no, you don't. It, no, it, don't. Makes, it makes everything look lovely. <laughs> it's it's just it just picks everything up. I don't, don't want to see up. that high up on your thighs. It's like it's like <laughs> when women you know see another woman in a great bra and they go, "Where did you get that?" Because it just makes your chest look amazing. All right, and they're like, "I know I don't really have anything there, but this bra just puts everything in the right place." Like I'm looking at Garza, like, "Yo, it's in trunks like that. That stuff looks high and tight, high and tight." Mm. I, I need to go where Otis gets his made because so they don't fall off. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you don't go where he gets his cut-off shirts, we're fine, Nick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop oh, that. Yeah. Stop that. Well, that's our show, guys. Thank you very much. Oh, no, wait. We can't get out of 200 without doing the other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep. 
All right, we'll start this off with uh, something that was actually reported even in mainstream news. Simone Johnson, a.k.a. Pebble, a.k.a. The Rock's kid, Dwayne Johnson's daughter, has officially started training at the Performance Center. We've known that she wanted to be a wrestler for a while, but she's officially starting her training at the Performance Center as of this week. So keep your eyes. I think she's going to be in there for a while before she gets on anything. But you know they got plans for her. First ever fourth generation wrestler. My daughter of the biggest star in the world is now part of WWE's Performance Center. You know they've got plans for her. If she writes even, itself. If she's even marginally talented, which supposedly she is, that she's, could be a She big looks deal. swole. Uh, and you know, you know <laughs> Have you your seen dad her mom? has reinvented nutrition. Have you seen yeah. her mom? No. Her mom has bigger shoulders than I ever have. Wow. I used to train and her mother has shoulders that like are like they're when you talk about shoulder boulders, these are shoulders. They're shoulders. Not shoulders. even shoulders, they're they're shoulders. <laughs> Dang. Uh so yeah, so keep your eye out for Simone Johnson. Uh XFL, the punchline, everyone's punchline for 20 years. XFL has started up again. Vince McMahon's football league had its first week. And Nick, it did really well. It did really well. And it was pretty good. Like, did you watch any of it? Uh, a little bit. I caught highlights here and there, but I was pretty busy. It's actually a fun game to watch. They keep things moving. They've got some little tweaks that, like, it's kind of like last time where they've got little tweaks that make it different from NFL. But, and they're, they're, a lot of them are really good. It feels like a more mature Vince McMahon is running this thing because he was so brash and such a dick of the last time he started up he's not. He's not running it. Pretty much. He's just putting his money into it, and he's got a whole bunch of other guys doing it. It's still his baby. He's, still, he's got like a lot of input in it. he's the owner, and then you've got the president and operations guy, uh, Chuck something. I can't remember but what his name Vince is. But still says, like, this is what I want in this, but he's definitely not, like... Sure. He's not sitting there with a headphone hot-shotting stuff or a no. headset, you know? But I, I think the mistake was they tried to integrate wrestlers, and they tried... They wanted the... They had The Rock come out and do promos and shit in the middle. It was a joke. This felt legit. Even more so than like all the arena football we've seen over the years and the attempts at doing an off-season football league, like there were some legit professional like backup quarterbacks that were in here showing out. Right. Like Taylor Heineke on Sunday night, uh, former Panther. You know, I said something. Uh, Marshall in the chat and I are both in North Carolina, Carolina Panthers fans. I think he, I don't want to speak for Marshall. I think he's a Panthers fan, but if <laughs> yeah, we be careful. look. If we look at how much talent has come in and out the door in Carolina while we've been addicted to Cam Newton in the last 10 years, like Taylor Heineke just went out there and showed out. That dude, just as an example, there's all kinds yeah. of talent uh, that they've scooped up from the NFL to, to do all it. So, yeah. I love the one, two, three point system. I think that's fantastic. The strategy that you can make around all of that. Just all kinds of – penalizing you for doing strategic things to prevent the uh, other team from actually doing a return. All that stuff oh, the is kickoffs fantastic. kickoffs are great. To get kickoffs yeah. are awesome. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but I'm looking at the numbers here. They beat everything on network television and on cable on both on, uh, so, so both of Sunday's games, Fox and ESPN. Uh, beat everything except for Oscars coverage, which you can never beat. Oscars is always the top thing. Like, the, Come on. But that's really good. Uh, on Saturday, the ABC, ABC show uh, averaged a .8 in the 18 to 34, and Fox averaged a .9, which topped everything. They were number wow. one, number one Saturday. Um, uh, sorry, 
Fox show topped everything. ABC show was second. Um, yeah, so they it came out top top all day, uh, both days. It topped everything except for Oscars. So is so, this every weekend we're going to have Saturday Sunday football? I believe so. It'll be interesting um, to see how it goes up against the Daytona 500 in the middle of the day on Sunday. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I think uh, I, they might they might try to avoid that. Right now, the standings are as follows: New York Guardians, um, St. Louis Battlehawks. What, what the hell are they called? St. Louis Battlehawks. I'll be damned. Uh, New York Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, and the D.C. Defenders and the Houston Roughnecks are all 1-0. The Tampa Bay Vipers, Randy's team, I suppose. Uh, the Seattle Dragons, the Dallas Renegades, and our L.A. Wildcats are all 0-1. So those are the standings so far for the XFL. The Roughnecks, when I hear Houston, when the Roughnecks, all I hear is, Roughnecks, Roughnecks! <laughs> Starship, uh, Starship Troopers, baby. Come on now. Come on, you apes. Do you want to live forever? Great movie. You fight until you can't, or I'll kill you myself, or whatever the hell he says. <laughs> Michael, that's Ironside. That's, right? Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside. Round of applause for Michael yes. Ironside. Come on, man. So Brandy Rhodes says the Nightmare Collective is officially done. She initially came up with the idea because Awesome Kong, quote, wasn't feeling so hot. Um, and uh, they realized it wasn't working, which they weren't. And you know what? The, the fact that they officially were like, Yep, we saw it wasn't working. Someone came to me. Cody came to her and was like, hey, so yeah, no. And her apparently coming out last week to help Cody was her officially showing everyone that, yeah, Nightmare Collective's done. Kong and um, Mel are still apparently going to be a thing. Or sorry, Luther and Mel will still be a thing. We're waiting to hear how Kong is doing because apparently she's, she's injured. But uh, Nightmare Collective officially done, done. Yeah. OTT is teasing that Jan Moxley will be at Scrapper Mania 6 on St. Patty's Day weekend. They put out a little video teasing Moxie's little, uh, what would you call it, like hourglass symbol thing. It's cool. With the X. Whoever came up with that. Uh, it's, it's clever. A, it's like an M on top of a X with the O in the middle. It's, it's clever. Well, they teased that. So perhaps if you're in Ireland, you might be able to see Jan Moxley at Scrapper Mania. Uh, hashtag cancel culture. If you watch Impact and you don't want to be spoiled, turn away now. Close your ears, sing the Flintstones song, because I got a little spoiler for you. Joey Ryan is now known as Joseph P. Ryan, and he and RVD are forming what can only be described as a ode to right to censor, which was a, a really fun faction around the year 1999, 2000 in WWE. They're, I believe they're called cancel culture at this point. That seems to be what they're calling each other. Um, and they are going to be the equivalent of right to censor coming in and ruining everyone's fun. Everyone wants to do all of these uh, scandalous things. Perhaps this was inspired by RVD's recent uh, shenanigans, uh, which got them banned from Twitch. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, I love this. Joey Ryan apparently has retired the dick flip, at least in Impact. No, and, uh, we ref refuse to do it from now on. So, yeah, say goodbye to the dick flip and Joey Ryan, as we have always known him. He's coming out in a sweater now with like glasses on. It's it's no. great. Yeah. Oh god, that sounds like the librarian grim gimmick. The heeliest of heel turns. Come on, man. It's like the good father. Oh. Yeah. Right. Uh, New Japan Wrestle Dynasty is going to happen Saturday, August twenty first at Madison Square Garden, and they are billing it uh. as being on the level. Of Wrestle Kingdom, uh, which where have is, we heard that before? Wow, 
as big or that's, better than WrestleMania. That's big words. Right now, they're speculating that Naito Okada rematch will take place as the headliner of that. However, keep in mind, you will not see Chris Jericho or John Moxley at this event because they can't wrestle for New Japan on American soil as per their contract. As of right now. Uh, mm. Cody also said in that interview I mentioned earlier with, with, uh, with uh, Wrestling Observer that they were trying to make inroads into New Japan, maybe to not have a full-on working relationship, but to be able to trade off people and have people work uh, in other places while under contract to each company. So, like, for instance, you could have like, Ibushi come over for a couple of shows for AEW and so forth without creating a, a full-on company crossover. So, apparently, mm. the door is still open for business. Cody's words, not mine. Keep the forbidden door ajar. He laughed at that because he said, uh, why is Jericho calling it a forbidden door when he's the one who's already over there doing it? He's already through the door. It's not forbidden. <laughs> he's already crossed the door. Him and Moxley. Jericho. And, <laughs> well, yeah, right. Tanahashi's just the one who's like, hey, could I go wrestle for someone else in America? It'd be really fun. Uh, speaking of New Japan, their dojo in Auckland, New Zealand is starting up. If you live in New Zealand, you can go try out for New Japan on May 9th and 10th in Auckland and see if you can become a member, an inaugural member of their New Zealand dojo. I believe we do have a small contingent of New Zealand listeners. We do. Shout I know out we to do. you guys. We got, yeah. we got one of them. One of them lives up the street from uh, all of my cousins. That's right. Paraparumu. Right. Yeah. So, which is awesome. Go try out, guys. News, hey, look at my necklace. New Zealand represent. There you go. Uh, Are you going to do see. a haiku now? A haka, ha I mean? Haka. A haiku. A haiku. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm so howl. sorry. It's, oh, it's, my it's God. How. It's just how now. How, how All right. Now. Well, oh, 200, God, it's late. 200 episodes. Our last episode today. And, no. Yeah. Uh, nice right. knowing you guys. Thanks for hanging around. WWE has uh, filed some new trademarks. They trademarked Christian and Texas Rattlesnake. How can on, you uh, trademark the, the word Christian? <laughs> in relation to a wrestler. Doesn't have to beat us in general. It's, you know, trademark. Okay. Uh, they're just doing it for merch sales, man. So I, a lot of people are like, thank God, it means Christian's coming back as an active wrestler. Maybe he might join up and he might come out in this edge feud with Randy Orton. It wouldn't surprise me. But uh, I think they're mostly doing it for, for merch. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Steve Austin, Big Show is the next guest on the Broken Skull Sessions. That'll be on February 24th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Big Show. That should be an interesting one. I'm curious to hear his tales. Uh, it has been leaked. At least some advertisement for the Elim Elimination Chamber match has been leaked. And it shows... Roman Reigns, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, Daniel Bryan, and Baron Corbin as being the entrance in the Elimination Chamber with the winner facing the Fiend at WrestleMania. That is the official tagline of the whole advertisement. Uh, I would caution everyone that this is still, of course, subject to change. I suspect that most of that is correct. One or two tweaks might be made. Cough, cough, Bobby Roode, cough, cough. Um, that being said, it does look like it's going to happen. Roman Reigns beating the Fiend at WrestleMania, or at least facing the Fiend at WrestleMania. Um, I, I still, I'm starting to have doubts he's going to beat him. What about really Goldberg? Am. What about Goldberg? What is, I thought he was getting the Fiend. He's getting the Fiend at Super Showdown. Oh, Where, I'm, fi I'm fired. Sorry. You're fired. <laughs> Hakas, Super Showdowns. What's with you, Nick? Are you still on the time? Haikus. Haku, Meng. 
Oh, God. It has been a long 200 episodes. You going to do one of them New Zealand Mangs dances? Is that what you're going to do? Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. Nick. Good grief. Uh, Finally, Drew McIntyre interview. (laughs) Drew McIntyre interview said that uh, when Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal apparently has been getting some uh, really good mental state going backstage. He says you're going to see a whole new gender when he comes back after his return from injury. So Drew McIntyre still propping up his 3MB buddy. Uh, maybe we could get some love for Heath Slater at some point here, Drew. Just just throwing it out there. The man's got kids. We did Friday. He got slaughtered by Daniel Bryan. Yeah, boy. Good, good seeing that happen to him. Yeah. That's the news, Nick. Well, thank you, Surrey and Dangerous, and thank you guys very much, especially the phenomenal ones hanging out in the chat with us live here on YouTube at youtube.com slash open. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. We're on the precipice of 500 subscribers. Let's yes. get that done this week. We only need a handful more. Uh, that will be a great milestone, the halfway point to getting us to 1,000 subscribers. YouTube.com slash open. It's really important to us, and it's a great way to support the show and help move us forward. So thank you for all of that. While you're there, click that little notification bell. Choose all so you get notified every time that we go live so you don't miss it. You can come hang out in the chat with us yeah. every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern live right here on YouTube. And in case you're just listening to the audio in your car on the way to work, thank you for listening. But make sure that you also know that we have a YouTube channel. You can come watch us do this show live right here on video. Oh, my God. Uh, Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Come join us in the Facebook discussion group. Just search for Busted Wide Open. Like our page. Send us a join request. We'll get you right in uh, for fun memes and uh, comedy, uh, uh, news stories, all kinds of good stuff. It's, It's a lot of fun. It's where everybody hangs out. Plus... You get links to our Discord community where we have live chats going on. Spoiler, you know, we keep the spoilers out of the group, but we do the live chats so that you can get in there and chat with everybody during the show. It's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite things that happens all week, every week, is those live chats that go on on every single show. Plus, dedicated channels for every pay per view. We've got AEW Revolution coming up, TakeOver Portland happening this weekend. I got to add a channel for that while I'm thinking about it so that we can have that. So make sure you're in there so we can chat with you during TakeOver Portland this weekend. Last but certainly not least, patrons. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for everything you do, every dollar you donate every single week. Big, big shout-out to Abraham Castillo for the 20 bucks in the tip jar today. Thank you very much, Thank sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, if you guys would like to get in on some of those exclusives, patreon.com slash BWO. You can get in for some of those cool rewards like show notes, the ability to ask listener questions on our patron mailbag episode that we do every Saturday after, right, immediately after the main show is done, uh, usually about 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, as well as bonus episodes, Skype calls with Nick and Surrey and Dangerous, all kinds of good stuff, patreon.com slash BWO. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. This is a haiku. Ahaka is a Kiwi. Dance, don't screw it up. My name is Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God! But somebody stop the damn man! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.